In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Richard Blosser of the Grit and Barrett podcast as we talk about the moves that were made yesterday, uh, the goaltenders that were set down, and what is his outlook for the Hershey Bears this season. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are joined by Richard Blosser of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Richard, welcome to the program. Hello, Dan. It is truly a lovely time of year. As a friend of the podcast, my podcast has said, when the Zambies, Zambonis are brought out of the back and put into commission and training camps have gotten underway, Hockey's back, baby. It's a great time of year. So some big moves, uh, some uh, players that were sent down yesterday, some of them a little bit uh, disappointing, I guess I got to say that, uh, you know, especially like Hendrix LaPierre, uh, it seemed like he was kind of slated to be on the big team. He did come into camp, you know, with that swagger of acting like, you know, I should be here. Uh, but ultimately, he just didn't uh, show up on the score sheet. Uh, Washington sent Hendrick Slop here, Vincent Iorio, uh, Garrett Pilon, Bobby Nardella, Beck Malenstein, Gabriel Carlson, Dylan McElrath, Zach Fukali, uh down. Uh, some of those players will have to clear waivers. So what are your thoughts on Hendrick Slopier? Um, he played in juniors most all of last season, but he seems like he will be a good fit on Hershey. He'll get the playing time that he needs because let's face it, even if he did make this Caps team, he probably wouldn't have got a lot of playing minutes. No, no. Um, last week I was I was in D.C. for the preseason home opener and got to see the bulk of the uh, of the juniors and um, some Bears players that were there. And that's when I got to see Hendricks LaPierre in person. And what a what a big boy who fits the modern NHL mantra of being big and fast. But like what you said, he didn't do much during the preseason. They kind of already have an idea of who they're going to have at kind of that bottom six left wing spot. So, you know, even though he got his first goal last year, got some playing time with Washington, that was more due to injuries more than anything. So I think the original plan was always going to be, we're going to put you in Hershey for about a year and then, you know, bring, bring you up for some postseason black ace or anything, or, or if injuries really get that way, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But I think that was always in the cards was to send, send him down uh regardless so in hershey we'll be really glad to to see him um because hershey could always use a scoring depth with the C second half we had la last year and the bears have always been known for really developing a good um um good talent down there especially on the back end on the defensive side uh but i'm really 
excited for this team this year because I think we have a really good deep roster and a depth roster that even if injuries were to plague us, we're going to be well equipped for it. Unlike last year when we had to do a lot of scramble signings because of injuries and other things. Yeah. And I mean, you got to give it to him. He came into camp with the right attitude. He said, you got to kind of act like you, you you know, you're supposed to be here. If you act like you're going to play in Hershey, then that's where you're going to end up playing. So he did show up with a positive attitude. Um, and we do hope that he makes some contributions to that Bears team. As we know, the AHL is just one step under the NHL. So it's not like, you know, some a single A ball club team out there. It is a legitimate league out there. Um, some of the other players out there that I'm a bit concerned about uh, that have to clear waivers, um, you know, Bobby Nardella, Beck Malenstein. So Malenstein and Zach Fucale are two of the players, I guess, that kind of concern me most about clearing waivers and Bobby Nardella, I guess, uh, who didn't play uh, last year because of injury, but kind of showed up in camp this year and played a pretty good job. How concerned are you about some of the players that are going to have to clear waivers? I mean, it's possible someone could pick up Fukale or Beck Malenstein. What are your thoughts on that? Um, uh, when it comes to do uh, the sorry, I hit the mic on that one. Uh, when it comes to goalies clearing, I'm I'm not too concerned about it because I've you know knock on knock on wood here that that Zach doesn't get picked up. I don't think someone will really need him that much um on the forward does concern me a bit on someone being go down someone like um in in aj if that time ever comes um because what he brings to the table his speed a good penalty killer really worked on his has worked on his uh, shoot and sniping abilities over the past year or so in this in this modern nhl teams will really want that and I think out of all the players that are going to send down, I could see him getting uh, picked up more than anything. I think Beck um, is still a little green for teams to really pick up and take a chance, take a chance on him. But stranger things have happened. About ten years ago, the Capitals sent actually twelve. The Capitals sent down a player by the name of Chris Bork, and he was ended up being taken by the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, and just you know kept for ten games, and then. Uh, Washington was able to pick him up right back again. So these things could come out of nowhere, but I'm not really all that concerned about, you know, Zach Fucali or Bobby, Nar Bobby Nardella, because I don't think there's enough tape on them for teams to really take a chance on them. And there's really hasn't been a lot of injuries this training camp season to facilitate a team wanting to pick somebody off of waiver wires. In fact, we're seeing a lot of uh, PTOs being dropped of, of named players left and right. So at least for training camp, there's a little bit of, of concern, but not a lot. Yeah. I mean, my concern, uh, I guess about Fukale is he is slated to be the number three netminder. So obviously it's Kemper and Lindgren. And then if something happens there, then we have Fukale. Um, I guess then we take a bit, you know, a further step down the depth chart after that uh, with uh, Shepard and um, that kind of thing. So that is my biggest concern there. But, um, you know, some of the players that got sent down, you know, like I say, it's all a part of it. You have to expose 
uh, those players because there's not enough room for them on the team. Uh, there are now 21 forwards, eight defensemen, and three goalies. However, the roster includes several injured players, Backstrom, Hagelin, Wilson, and Clay Stevenson. Taking that into account, there are technically 28 skaters remaining. So uh, the players that are left, and another guy that's looking for his role, we'll talk a little bit about Protoss later, is Snively and Lucas Johansson. Snively was one of those kids that, uh, you know, at first I think we thought, you know, we're just going to give him a cameo appearance because isn't that a great story about how he, you know, has played in Washington since he was a little boy and, you know, let's give him a shot on the big team and kind of surprised a lot of people by playing really well. And then he had that uh, broken wrist, if memory serves. So what are your thoughts on Snively? I do think, you know, he's going to battle for a spot on the big team. If he's going to be able to do that, that I guess that remains to be seen. Um, What are your thoughts on Snively? Um, I, I, I remember a quote from an article on, um, John, John Sorson of Capitals Prospects on, on Twitter. It's a good follow Caps fans. He does a lot of, uh, highlights and around a lot of depth players after the, about Snively, he's making, um, roster moves very difficult for the Washington Capitals, because I think the idea was to send him down to Hershey as well. And for him to be one of the, uh, first or second names to be called up in case of injury, but he's playing so good. And the injury to Carl Hagelin is making this really difficult because they're watching him go going, Hmm, he's doing really well. He's fast. He's shooting. Well, it's a good story because he's a local, local kid. It, we, we don't, we, we don't want to really keep him around, but he's playing re- really well. What do I do? Do we send him down? So, you know, his play has made some very difficult decisions for the Washington Capitals, um, as, as I've read. And and I think he's really earned it. Like he's really worked on worked on his game, bided his time and just and it and is just really worked his way up into up into D.C. When from Hershey to D.C., when usually that pipeline is more fit for defensemen and goalies, he's trying to break that forward mold, which for the past couple of years has been rather difficult to do between Hershey and DC. So good on him for putting in all this work and making the Capitals GM's uh, job this week a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So the other guy in that uh, list of players for vying for that job on fourth line left wing would be Axel Janssen Fjellby. He was another guy that got waived. It was either last year or the year before. Um, he's a quick skater, but it just seems like he can never find a spot on this team. What are your thoughts on Axel Janssen Fjellby? Does he have a spot on this team? Um, I, for me, if I was just a knee jerk reaction, I would say that he's the odd man out right now. If I had to make a decision, what are your thoughts on Axel Janssen Fjellby? Um, he's a great player, great shooter, lovely hair, by the way. He is, I wish I had that hair. <laughs> don't don't we all? Don't we all? You, you if if you were allowed to do warm ups without without helmets, it'd be unfair what what he skates around with. Um, but with AJ, um, he's you're right. He's the odd man out, and he's he's come so far in his first season when he only played a handful of games with the Bears, and then went back to Sweden, and then the next season came came back. He's worked up a really good following in in Hershey to the days of we haven't seen this kind of like forward production uh, since the days of Jacob Verana to a guy that who is fast, good penalty killers, turned into a real good scorer as well. 
But I think there is a part of the Capitals who do want to keep him around because they see value on him. And the bottom six in D.C. is getting older. Carl Hagelin, Nick Dowd, uh, Connor Sherry ain't getting any younger. So I think A.J., you know, does have a shot to get in long term. I don't I don't know. But I know A.J. doesn't mind bouncing forth between Hershey and D.C. because he likes both both places and he'll get time no matter where he goes. But it was showed last year that that teams are keeping an eye on him. Buffalo picked him up last year before um, he you know, was brought back to Hershey. And like I said uh, earlier in the show, there is a market for speedy fourth line wingers in the N- in the NHL. So um, out of all the players that could possibly get plucked, I think it's a real possibility with, with AJ. And I think if the Capitals do really do want to stay younger, I think he's a good player to, uh, to stick around. So, uh, so we'll see, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, like you were talking about, there is a market for a guy that's got his uh, speed and his skill set is kind of penciled in as a fourth liner here. All right. So after the break, we are going to talk about Alexi Protus and how he is making his case that he does belong on this Capitals team. And then later in the show, we will talk about the outlook for the Bears and the Capitals after the break. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In today's episode, I am joined by Richard Blosser of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Next up, let's talk about Protus and where does he fit in to this team you know, he had his opportunity last year and he had he played on the team for some time, but it seems like he came into camp this year on a mission to make the team. He's a big boy. He's got a big frame. It seems like he could find a spot on this team. Uh, looking at the six foot six center, there's something different about him. Even his teammates and head coach Peter Laviolette notes that the already towering forward somehow looks like he added some size. It looks like he got, I don't want to say bigger, oh, she says. But he is a big boy out there. So it does look like he is going to perhaps crack this roster. Let me know what your thoughts are on Protus. I think that he would be a good fit, at least in the interim. Well, Tom Wilson is out. He could play a role, you know, as that enforcer type out there. I know they picked up Connor Brown to fill Wilson's role ostensibly. But let me know your thoughts are on Protus. And do you think he does have a spot on this Capitals team? You're right. He definitely put on size seeing him um, uh, last last Sunday. Um, the one thing the the Tampa Bay Lightning showed us in their back to back championships is that team is that their team was built around big, fast skaters, guys who can clog up lanes, shooting lanes or passing lanes as well. And Alexi Protas fits that profile. Like you said, he's six six. 
He put on size over over the summer. And that's something that you really want to have, you know, in, you know, as they say, modern NHL. But that's where we are a lot in this podcast. But I feel he really, you know, fits that as a guy who can go out there, throw some weight around, push around the forwards, have guys look over their shoulders. There's always a market for that in the in the NHL. And Protoss is a guy you can just plop on the side of the net to pick up rebounds as well. We were hoping that we could have seen that in Hershey a little bit, especially with our uh, power play. But um, he spent a couple, a year or two down here. Um, I know, I think he was line mates with Connor McMichael and juniors as well. So you kind of have that connection at, as well. And they hooked up pretty good during the shortened 21 season. Um, but Protoss's time in DC, I think is definitely worth an extended look. Like you said, with Tom Wilson out, he's not going to fill his skates per se, but he's a guy who can fill in that role of being a big, a big body, a shot blocker. And we saw in the, uh, I saw in the first game, he was able to set up Connor Sherry for a good game tying goal as well. So the speed, the, the passing and the on ice presence is there. Something like that's going to be hard to hard to ignore and keep off the uh, the roster. And we know Capitals fans like to have players who throw their weights around on those loud boards there at Capital One Arena. So definitely, I think Protoss is a name that Capitals fans should get to know. And Wes Johnson should get in, get used to saying his name there at Capital One Arena. Yeah, because, I mean, you could say that the Capitals lost quite a bit of their sandpaper or their their intimidation factor with Tom Wilson off the ice, who was not scheduled to be back until December. Um, about, about Protus, they said, that training paid off and showed from the start of Washington's training camp as Protus crushed his skate test and led the pack. He has since made himself one of the standouts. Um, so you got to think that he does have a spot on this team. I guess it's going to be interesting to see where, in fact, he will fit into that lineup. But like I talked about, you know, just based on the fact that the Capitals lost that big frame out there, they need someone like that. You take a look at Anthony Mantha, who's got that big frame, and I know they so desperately want him to fill in for Tom Wilson, but Mantha is not intrinsically a tough guy. I mean, he's got this big bulking frame, and he's like, I don't know what to do with it. I know how to shoot a puck, but I don't know how to be that tough guy. You saw flashes of that in the postseason against Florida. Um, if you take a look at Mantha, where do you think he fits? Do you think Mantha could be that tough guy, or do you think Protus fits that bill a little bit better? Uh, short answer for Ma- for Mathana, no. No, he he. If you're you are looking to the wrong guy to fill that Tom Wilson void, I think if anything, Matha fills what Verona would do, a winger shooter. I think he fills that void a lot better. Um, you know, you put him on the opposite side of Ovechkin on the power play and just grip it and rip it. I think that's his role is a lot better. I mean, sure he'll he'll push guys around. He'll he'll get in there and do puck battles on the boards and maybe in the corners. But a guy who's going to go in there and try and smoke like an Alexi Lafreniere from New York or a Jack Hughes there in in Newark, no, that I don't think that's his game or the type of guy he wants to be. Protoss is somebody you want to put out there on with the top six guys, other teams' top six guys to really rough them up and push them around and draw a penalty or or two. So Anthony Mothna, I think he's more of a, a playmaker. Maybe a little bit of a sniper ability in him, a little bit in terms of on the power play. 
but he's more of a points producer instead of what Tom Wilson was, was a guy who was a big body who will mix it up and could score. I don't think, I don't think Anthony Mothanana, as I call him, is a guy who's going to fill Tom, Tom Wilson's role. There was only one Tom Wilson and that's Tom Wilson. Yeah, and he is a bit of a four-leaf clover. They've tried to, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that have picked up players just to kind of combat Tom Wilson. If you look at the Rangers picking up Reeves, who they kind of didn't Mm -hmm. uh, deny that they said they picked him up to battle the likes of Tom Wilson. So Wilson's um, absence will definitely be noticed here. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about what Richard's outlook is for the Bears season, and then we'll talk about our outlook for the Capitals season after the break. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this edition, I am joined by Richard Blosser of the Grit and Barrett podcast. So, Richard, taking a look at the Hershey Bears training camp starts today. What are some of the storylines that you're looking at as the uh, camp opens up today? The storylines that that I'm looking at, well, first off, is a uh, is a return to the Hershey standard. Last year, Hershey just really dropped off in the second half last year. The scoring depth all but vanished, and this team had to rely on lots of goaltending and defense, which that crumbled by the time we hit April, and we were eliminated in three games in a best-of-three playing round by the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Baby Penguins. Really rough way to end the season. Alex Nylander did it in overtime in the study with the lead pipe. So uh, this season is a return to the Bears getting back to a form of a team that's going to get back to the postseason and looks to make a deep run. And in Hershey, for all you Capitals fans listening to this, we have very high standards. We don't put division or conference banners in, in Giant Center. For any of you who have come up here, it's only those Calder Cup banners that are up there in Giant, in Giant Center. So getting off of that that little uh, little pitch um there's a really good deep roster this year um gm brian helmer made sure that this year if injuries happened we would not have an issue of trying to sign echl guys to the roster we're very excited to have uh mike vecchione back with us uh sam and sam uh ns this is a it's a um, A-N-A-S, I have to be really careful how I, how I say that, Was a, is a really good scorer in the American Hockey League, 50-plus points the past four seasons, and the scoring leader for the Springfield Thunderbirds and almost the league la- last year. Um, Ethan Frank is going to be a really good prospect. I want Capitals fans to kind of keep, keep in the back of their head a little, a little bit. He'll have his first uh, pro season there in, in Hershey. He's a small guy, but he really knows how to fire the puck in as well. And I think could have some good middle middle or bottom six um, uh, time with him this year. There's some other prospects that are coming in this year. Bear Hughes could get some time um, as well. Um, Shane Gersich returned after testing free agency and not much go- and d- wasn't able to uh, define much. Vincent Oreo down with us and, we have some good defensive signings as well. And on the back end, I'm going to probably have Zach Fukali, but we've got Hunter Shepard and Gjorn Borkland as well. So I'm really excited to see what this roster with can do this year. And even though six teams out of eight in our division are going to get playoff spots this, this year, um, the top two are going to get buys. And I think Hershey is definitely slated to get one of those two. If this team can stay healthy and gel together, um, I look for 
this team to be very exciting and a very fun watch in Hershey this year. Like there is a sense of excitement that we just, we want to put how last spring went out of our mind. It's a new season. It's a new day and very excited to have Hershey hockey back in uh, uh, this year. Kind of sad that Matt Molson retired, but what can you do? That just happens to, to hockey players. And um, just again, great to have Hershey hockey back starting up with training camp this week. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's exciting. So to have that camp open up, as we know, the Capitals has been open up for some time. Richard, I want you to look into your crystal ball right now, and I want you to make a prediction on the Bears. Are they a bubble team? Are they going to make a push for the Calder? What are your thoughts on that? Well, as I said, we we the Bears fans have very high standards as as well, and I honestly think that this team. Um, could could get out of their of their division. The Springfield Thunderbirds still have a very good very good core, but I think this might be the last year. Florida's really going to be sending them decent players with them trading off a lot of draft picks um, for the next couple of years. But I think Hershey's in that upper echelon of the of the division. Um, Hartford still has some decent. Um, Rangers prospects as well. Providence loves to go on, loves to find these diamonds in the rough for for uh, for Boston, and the Charlotte and the Charlotte Checkers. Um, you know what could be very in, um, interesting as well. I am not counting much out of Wilkesbury and, and Lehigh this season. Um, so I think the Bears are definitely in that one or or two of the division as well. It's hard for me to speak on other teams there there in the north. Um, which is all in the Northern Division. The um, the one that came out of there last year was Le Rocket de Laval Farm Club mm-hmm. of the Canadiens, um, who have a pre who have a really good bump of crop up there as well. So yes, I think the Bears could look into playing hockey into May, and we're hoping that possibly early June as well that the Bears could look to put a twelfth in the rafters there at Giant Center. I mean, if you take a look at the lineup, I mean, there should be little to no excuse for that team not to do well. They have great goaltending. And just, you know, the players we talked about, your Hendricks Lop here, your Iorio, just a lot of big name players that if they, you know, gel together and form a cohesive unit, I think could go really far. Um, taking a look at the Capitals here, we know the big offseason acquisitions by picking up Stanley Cup winner Darcy Kemper and signing a really lights out backup in Charlie Lindgren. If you're on the fence on Charlie Lindgren, then you should have watched him, you know, in these last couple of games that he's played in preseason, I thought and did an excellent job. And then Dylan Strom is a guy for me that's really shown up big on this team. I know that he played well with the Blackhawks, but just really kind of is wowing people out there. And you started to kind of see a little bit of that chemistry there between Strom and Connor Brown. Uh, You know, there was that tic-tac-toe goal there that was pretty sweet there. I know it was against, you know, a bunch of rookies out there. But nonetheless, I'm going to revel in the victory of that. Um, I know that everyone's talking about the Capitals as being this bubble team. I have loftier expectations for them. I do think that they have within them to win the division and everyone, you know, even some of the Capitals beat writers, the insiders are already panning them and saying that they're a bubble team at best. So I'm going to kind of go out and say that I do think that they have it. Never sleep on Alex Ovechkin, who at 36 scored 50 goals. Um, You know, people are saying, well, how long can that last, Dan? Hey, I, I don't know. Father Time is undefeated and all those things out there. But, you know, if you take a look at what Tom Brady's doing at 45, for example, it is possible. 
So that is my prediction. I do think that the Capitals could win the division. I'm not going to go and say that they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but I do my goal for them at minimum is to make it past the first round of the playoffs. A Stanley Cup, ideally, of course, but to not make it past that first round since 2018 is kind of just left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. That's my thoughts on the Capitals. What are your thoughts on the Caps, and what where do you think they're going to go this year? Well, I'll say some of the thoughts that I, on an article I wrote for, Bell, for Belly Up Sports, my way too soon uh, power rankings article out there on Belly Up Sports. Go check, go, uh, go check it out. It was written about two months ago, but that's why we call it way too early. Um, I had the Capitals penned in at the, uh, at the number three spot for the division, and that, that gets them in as one of the playoff, playoff three because the number one and two in the division goes to the Blue Shirts and the Storm Runners i.e. the Rangers and the Hurricanes. But I think the Capitals, if they get healthy enough, do have that potential to be that number two seed or maybe battle with with New York to get that to get that number two spot there there in the Met in the Metro as well. Alex Ovechkin, he is just he is a machine, a Russian machine, if you will. <laughs> I've seen this guy skate in person to know that every story that's to- told about that man is true. So he's just going to go out there. He's going to rip howitzers from the left circle. Even if that's just his bread and butter, he does it very well. Um, The late addition of Tom Wilson is going, we're going to see how or if he fits back into the Capitals or if that injury is going to stick around. The big question mark is for Caps fans, and I'm sure with you too, Dan, is, is Backstrom and that hip surgery. Is that... Is that going to be the injury that took that ended Ryan Getzlav's career? And when you read the type of injury that and the surgery that he had, it does sound a bit painful for him to do. So mm. it would be sad to see if if this if this might be his last last season or two because he was Ovi's wingman, his setup guy, a guy who could pr- press really well, protected the puck really well, and really had great hockey IQ. I know that's a term used a lot, but he had that. And that's, I think, where the big loss for the Capitals is. It's not having that one-two of Backstrom and, and Ovechkin. But the Capitals are making efforts to, to replace that. And I think there is a lot of production. As you said, the bottom six, um, with like you said, with Connor Brown and Strom playing really well. I think Connor Brown's going to be a really good signing for the Capitals this year. A very underrated signing. Um, a good two two way, I think a two way center, which in this this NHL is worth their weight in gold. And a guy that says, "Just put me on the line, put me on any line, and I'll go and I'll go get that puck." And you love having players like that in in the NHL. Um, so I think if there's any weakness for DC a little bit, I think it's on the back end a little bit. Um, you know, age is going to be getting there as well. Um, especially uh, with doubt as well, you know, is John, is John Carlson still the scoring machine that we've seen the past, the past couple seasons, former bear love seeing everything that John Carlson's doing as well, but how long can you keep that production up as well uh, with him? And um, I know some Capitals fans may, I think, I think Orloff isn't expiring this season. And that's something you got to see as well, how he's going to play in his let, you know, Last season, I think of that big contract um, as well. So there's a lot of good with the Capitals this year. I think they are definitely a playoff team. I think they do have the potential to get into that uh, playoff three. It's going to be a battle for that 
for that three in that uh, bubble playoff spots. And I wouldn't be surprised that the Metropolitan snags both of those spots uh, this year. But um, uh, the days of the Capitals uh, ruling the Metro, I think, might the curtain might be coming down on that for a little bit, but definitely a playoff team. I think this is they might be older, but I don't think they are slowing down. They know the needs they had this offseason. I think they addressed it very well. A lot of depth signings to be to be uh, to be excited about there, DC. And I think it's going to be fun times there in DC, especially once Tom Wilson gets back in and a little bit more clarity about Backstrom. Uh, we'll we'll really see more of a clear future with this team. So just kind of get through Christmas in the first half, first quarter of the season, and things will really start coming together for for the Capitals. But um, but you know, they're a playoff team, definitely. All right, Richard, thank you for joining us on this edition. Before I let you go here, why don't you tell everyone where we can find your podcast and your other work? All right. So, you know, my name is Richard Blosser. I'm host of the Grit and Bear, B-E-A-R, It podcast. That is on the uh, Belly Up Sports Podcast uh, Network. Um, you can, you know, I've... We have new shows that that drop ev- drop every Monday during the season, where I do weekend recaps of Bear of Bears hockey, Capital News, and maybe some ECHL teams. All the things Hershey hockey, and at times during the season, I will try to try to drop episodes on Friday, which we will do the Friday faceoff, where I get you ready for the American Hockey League action action leading into the weekend, and some weekday hockey uh, recap for the Bears Nation as well. You can check me out on Twitter, rbloss64, R-B-L-O-S-S-6-4. And you can check out the show on, on Twitter as well, Grit and Bear It P1, capital P and 1, on Twitter as well. Um, ep- episodes are on anywhere you get your, your podcast, Spotify, and and all that, like I said, new episodes drop every Monday. And once we get more into the season episodes, we will try to do twice a week on either Thursday or Friday, getting ready for the weekend action as well. So that's where you can find the show. It's um, um, High Octane Hockey Talk from a Hack. All right, Richard, thank you for joining us today on the show. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.